podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. I know many of you are very excited for this show today, um, as as am I, uh, and to see how I am going to be. Um, you'll get your taste of that in a minute. I do sound much better, though, by the end of this episode, also, I'll probably be... <clears throat> Try not to hack up a lung, because that's typically how it works. The longer I talk, the worse it gets. But luckily, I don't have to do all of the talking. Joining me, as they always do, my wonderful compatriots, uh, Andy Mitz. It is great to be here. It was a fantastic Big 12 weekend that I can't wait to talk about every single bit of it. And, of course, JSJ herself, Jamie Astire Johnson. Catching me as I'm uh, texting my mom, congratulations on a win tonight, Sunday, as we're recording been a good weekend to be a cyclone folks it has let's before we hop in like can can we just note that the iowa state men's team is what five and zero has knocked off six and zero with a blowout win over memphis knocking off xavier when they were ranked and like you can get quick turnarounds i don't know what the season will, will be like the rest of the way it's still early but the job that otzelberger has done so far in ames is incredible and it could not have come at a better time for cyclone fans after a disappointing football season yeah you know that's that's (laughs) in the past now uh i mean there's a bull game ahead that's fine but the men are six and oh the women are undefeated we're feeling good yeah i mean i i was shocked about how well they're playing but to be honest like you look at the players they have and i I thought last year was a little bit of an aberration because I watched that team play and didn't think they should be anywhere near as bad as they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yeah, so no, coming into this no. year, they're like they're swinging completely the direction, probably playing above what I would have thought their quote unquote true talent level was, but they're just playing really well. You can tell that the team is gelling a lot better and that, and that chemistry is a whole lot better than it was last year. So very legitimate wins. Like you get one top 25 and you're like, well, I don't know. But when you're also undefeated on top of it and you follow it up with a second, it's just like, yeah, is this going to, is this going to be, you know, a top 25 team the entire season through? Maybe not, maybe, but frankly, at this point, that's, that's really neither here nor there. That would be amazing. But I think the progress already has just been so beyond what anyone could have not even expected, but even hoped for. And just like being in my group chats and, and people reacting to it and just having fun watching basketball and, and having something to cheer for. And it's, it's always fun when both the men and women are good because it just gives you so much to follow and so much to watch like it's great when one or the other are good you know you have something to follow but when both are the hype just gets amplified it's sweet yeah you know and coming into the year it was one of those things where you know it was like Iowa State and probably Kansas State were the two teams that you felt you probably had a pretty good opportunity to sweep both those teams in conference play and that's not really the case anymore um 
Iowa State is is another like throw them into the mix of the good teams that are going to be smack dab in the middle of this this conference standings by the end of the year. Um, you know, they they they're going to surprise a lot of people if they haven't already. As if the depth of the conference wasn't already crazy. I mean, at this point, Kansas State looks like the worst team, and then you got a whole bunch of other teams in there who have some maybe odd but strangely justifiable losses, but like, but then it it's going to be. A wild season. I still think the cream will rise to the top on the men's side, but the middle of the pack is going to be nuts. On the women's side, Cyclones, 6-0, 13 in the country. Huge matchup this Thursday um, at LSU. I know uh, I know Jamie's very excited to call that game this week. Yeah. I've never been to Louisiana, and we get to go play the Fighting Kim Mulkies, and it's just, it's it's an exciting week. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting week. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's huge. Uh, Iowa State on the men's side. Yes, we're going to talk football in just a second. Give me a second. Uh, they've got Wednesday, UAPB. They've got a big matchup against Creighton. Iowa still on the schedule. I'm, looking at this non-conference slate for Iowa State, I'm not going to say they're going to go undefeated, but they could. Like, it, it, the opportunity for them to do so is there Missouri is is the SEC matchup in January? They're not great. Creighton's fine. Iowa's good. So I I'm not gonna say they're gonna go undefeated because I I can see them tripping up somewhere. And but I, they have theoretically handled the most difficult part. Like that doesn't mean yeah. that everything else is a gimme. No. But you know where the potential Look, the, the potential ceiling is. I think Xavier's pretty good. That was a nice win. I think Memphis is overrated, but it's still a really good win to go and beat somebody by almost 20. That is a ranked team. So here we are. So Cyclone yeah, fans, I was gonna say, we're going to have plenty of basketball talk this season, especially once yeah. the football season gets off. And, and you guys are going to be, I know you'll be back on the show, psyched and happy to hear about it because you don't have to talk about football for a while. And I know you're very excited for that. Um, I think we should probably talk some football. To be fair, uh, right? Yeah. The show is already packed enough. We don't. We don't. Unfortunately, have the time for all we, of the. I, I would love to go to We want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just gave us like five minutes on Cyclone men's and women's basketball. So don't 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 come at me about we haven't given basketball its due. We will trust me. Plenty of time for that. Uh, let's recap a little football. Where do you guys want to start? Um, let's get Friday's games out of the way just real quick, and then we'll get Sounds to good. the big one. We just kind of I want to I want to have time so that my stream of consciousness can flow um, uninhibited. Uh, so speaking of Iowa State, forty-eight uh, TCU fourteen. The Jerry Kill era comes to an end at TCU. He's off to New Mexico State. He'll be taking some staff members with him. Uh, the Sunny Dykes era at TCU is he hasn't been announced yet. I mean, it's happening. I think the announcement's supposed to come Tuesday. Um, so uh, for TCU fans, congrats. I don't think it's the worst hire. It's not. It could be a really good hire. Uh, especially since he's bringing a good portion of his staff with him. Specifically, Rashad Samples. Rashad Samples. That's I'm going to be honest, though, Philip. Um, you know, depending on what rumors are flying around and which no, ones you actually we're not believe. Doing, no. we're, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that in a <laughs> there, there is, well, no, but there is an opportunity that Tuesday may not be the announcement that you're expecting. We'll talk more about that, yes, in a little yeah. bit. But uh, uh, um, it's Iowa not a State. done deal yet. To Iowa State, congratulations on running up the score on TCU late in the game by keeping your starters in way longer than you needed to. Yes, I know it was senior day and you wanted to give them an opportunity to put up as many stats as they possibly could. Congrats. You you, you beat up TCU. You finished 7-5 and five in the regular season. Now you await who you will play in a bowl game. I haven't looked at projections. I would expect Iowa State somewhere around the uh, cheese it Bowl or the Texas Bowl, something like that. Um, they're, they're basically going to finish fourth in the standings. So depending upon what happens between Oklahoma State and Baylor uh, this coming Saturday in the Big 12 title game, that feels about right. Somewhere in the uh, the Cheez-It Bowl, uh, Texas Bowl standings feels pretty good. But I mean, like I said, we got basketball to talk about for Cyclones. You guys can, can move off of the season. We can talk about... <coughs> How things kind of feel after after the season is over. Uh, the other Friday game, of course, Texas 22, Kansas State 17. Uh, Texas ends the season with a win. Congrats. Uh, there are enough old teams now to fill all the slots, so there's no need for a 5-7 and seven team. Not that anyone was like begging to get Texas into a bowl game. 
Kansas State kind of limps to the end of a 7-5 and five season that feels, I don't know, a little disappointing. Um, 3-0 start, then an 0-3 run, then you, you rip off four straight, and then you drop a couple. And the Baylor game, you know, sure. This one feels a little disappointing. I mean, I don't know how disappointed Kansas State fans can be, though, considering all the Skylar Thompson injury issues they had this year. Like, that, that really is the storyline, again, for Kansas State. It was injuries. Because, like, they went on bad stretches where Thompson was not available. Um, and Will Howard had to try to, you know. I, I definitely undersold how important the, the Skylar Thompson, you know, story was for Kansas State this year. Because they looked pretty good without him. Or, I'm sorry, pretty good with him and pretty bad without him. Um, he made a much bigger difference than I thought. Um, but it became pretty clear. Look, my most disappointing thing from the Friday games was just the fact that as um, many people on Twitter like to call them purple Kansas was unable to beat Texas to give, you know, the other Kansas the opportunity to not finish last in the conference. So unfortunate. We'll talk about Kansas state as a whole later. Um, I know we don't give Kansas state enough, enough due, but I will say this. I, I'm a little worried about Kansas state. I'm going to be honest. Um, We've seen enough of what happens when they don't have Skylar Thompson. And I know it's not fair to like put it on the shoulders of other quarterbacks who don't get as many reps with the starters, weren't the starters coming into the season, yada, 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 yada. I, I have some questions about – I got some questions for Kansas State. I have some, some real concerns of so far during the climate era, we have not seen them have success without Skylar Thompson. I'm not saying – I love climate. I still think he's the right guy. Um, but I have some questions about – Kansas State moving forward. We'll have lots of off-season time to talk about that. Kansas State, I, like, I want Kansas State to get it figured out. I want them to be set for this new look Big 12 and be ready to continue to be at the top of the conference and contend. I want that for everybody. Right. Like, that's how I am. Sorry. I'm a I'm a fan of everybody. I can't help it. I'm a fan of the Big 12. I want the Big 12 to have success. And sometimes that means rooting for specific things. But, like, I want Kansas State to be good. I have concerns about Kansas State moving forward. All right, so that's our Friday game Saturday. <clears throat> uh, Baylor squeaks by Texas Tech 27-24, to uh, but it is a win. And thanks to what Oklahoma State did on Saturday night, Baylor is into the Big 12 title game in Dave Aranda's second season. I know you're going to hear talks about my Gundy and yada yada. I still think Dave Aranda deserves to be Big 12 title game, uh, coach of the year. His, the the gall, the balls, the, the gusto, whatever you want to call it, to make the coaching staff changes he did after year one, bring in a new OC and a new offensive line coach, and to see the, the, the drastic changes that that made for this Baylor team to go from the god-awful, putrid, just bleh, of a team it was last year to a 10-2 and squad going to the Big 12 title game this year uh, is an incredible turnaround, an absolutely incredible turnaround for Baylor. Yeah, I mean, it was phenomenal, you know, to see what they did there. And it's weird because Baylor has now caught lightning in a bottle twice with Matt Rule, you know, getting a huge turnaround there. And then Dave Aranda having a huge turnaround from year one to year two. Um, and unfortunately for most Baylor fans, they are at the edge of their seats right now. Like, yes, enjoying this, but hoping, you know, that they don't find themselves in a similar situation where, you know, someone is coming calling for their head coach after this year. So, um, it'll be interesting to kind of see what Baylor's able to do to keep Miranda, but the fact that he has done what he did this year was absolutely phenomenal. I'm like, I, I don't know how you can really give it to anyone else. Yes, Gundy, is, you know, looks like he's going to have an opportunity to get his first Big 12 championship, um, you know, since, well, for quite a long time. I honestly don't know the last time they actually won it or if he's, you know, but it is one of those things where, like, this is Gundy's best coaching job, I think, in a really, really long time, but... Aranda to come from where he did, you know, and where the, the, the coach of the year award is really more about who exceeded expectations the most. Like I think most people expected Gundy to be towards the top of the conference this year. Whereas Aranda, I mean, they, they were picked seventh in the conference, I believe according to the media poll. So like, this was a, a fantastic job by Aranda this year. Um, hopefully they can hold on to him because look, the big 12 needs to hold on to their great coaches, especially with all of this transition. And so I, I think Aranda is a perfect fit. For where he is there and everything that I've heard, you know, seems to indicate that he really likes where he's at. So hopefully it works. Uh, this game was a little, a little strange, you know, <laughs> kind of 
I mean, the butt bowl lived up to its name. So I was definitely very, very happy to, to kind of see that entertaining game. And, and just like last week, you know, or a couple weeks ago as well, like the early games, especially this butt bowl set up all the excitement that we got in the later games. So, um, but yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm talking way too much. I think go ahead, Jimmy. What do you got? Oh, just, Oh, you know, me real had a real good time watching tech miss a long field goal at the end of the game. God, I wonder, wonder what that's like for that, for that to happen in a game. Be pretty cool. I bet. So I'm fine. yes, uh, uh, this time Garibay missed the 50 plus yard field goal to, uh, to tie the game, uh, 53 yarder. And so Baylor hung on for the win. I mean, and, and literally that's, that's kind of what it was like. They had a 17 to 10 lead at half. Texas Tech had an opportunity to tie it. I think a lot of this was Texas Baylor's defense still played the way they normally do. Blake, uh, Shapin played pretty well. I mean, 20 34 for 254 yards and two touchdowns. His QBR was only a 64.5. Like, I think they played all right. Um, We'll talk about the Big 12 title game later, but I mean, Shapin played okay. Um, I certainly hope for Baylor's sake that um, he's not the guy starting for Baylor this coming Saturday. Um, Okay. West Virginia 34, Kansas 28. Uh, Andy, I, I know Kansas didn't get the win here, but again, it does feel like Kansas has a real football coach. Kansas has a real football staff. Kansas has a real football team. And Kansas has a team that is headed in the right direction, considering how the last four weeks of the season went. Like, I I still think the Kansas State game was closer than the score indicated. You get the win over Texas. Close games against TCU and West Virginia. Like, you had the game against Oklahoma. I mean, really, outside of the OSU game, the last six weeks of the season were pretty good for Kansas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, this was a fantastic way to end the year. Yes, you would have liked to have the win, but Kansas fought in this game. Devin Neal was not available, so, you know, they were missing probably their biggest offensive weapon. You saw, you know, Kansas change the game plan. Instead of going super run-heavy the entire game, they went super pass-heavy to try to take advantage of, you know, some some mismatches they had against that West Virginia defense and, you know, find the holes in it. So, like, everything you saw from this game, yes, they didn't get the win but you saw them doing the things that you need to do successfully to give yourself an opportunity in these game, in these kind of games in the future. And that's all you can really ask. Like this, this year was always about development. This year was always about making sure that you put yourself on the right path to get back to being respectable, to making bowl games and doing that sort of stuff. And we saw Lance Leipold do that in a big way. And we saw the team buy in in a big way. You know, it's fairly, fairly clear that Jalen Daniels is the quarterback of the future for this team. And they've got three more years of him. Like, uh, I mean, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. So, um, you know, and then and then they have a bunch of guys that have come kind of come out of the woodwork. And Kansas is now doing the things that you that you have to do if you're going to be a team like Kansas that's going to be successful in the Big Twelve, which is find guys that are completely unheralded that you can develop while they're while you know that 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 the staff can develop. And the perfect example of that is is Jared Casey. Again, he had big plays in this game. He did a whole lot here, like a lot more than I think you expect from a walk on who had his first you know offensive snaps against Texas two weeks ago like this is absolutely phenomenal the way that they've developed this guy and you know I think the biggest indicator honestly is you know it just came down earlier this afternoon from when we're recording that you know Kansas has started to you know make some some moves in terms of recruiting they they flipped a tight end recruit from TCU over to Kansas which obviously kind of the coaching situation down there kind of made him probably a little bit more available than he was previously but the fact that they are getting guys to buy in, to get excited and getting recruits to start giving them another look at this point is probably the biggest thing, the biggest win that Kansas had for the entire year. Um, it, it sets them up well to start con- or to continue building on that foundation and get back to the point where, you know, they're going to be respectful. I forget which national writer it was, but there was one that basically said that, you know, the 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 days of going in, playing Kansas and expecting a, you know, four touchdown win are over. This is a Kansas team that's going to be competitive. This is a Kansas team that, for the most part, is going to fight and is going to give you a, a an actual real game moving forward. Well, and I mean, that's the thing is that what's almost the most telling is that we're giving time to Kansas and it's not like 
It's not just moral victories. It's not just desperately trying to find something to be positive about. Like, you know, Andy, you were pretty good. You know, you would try to put a spin on, you try to find something, but ultimately half the time it's like, but ultimately we're Kansas. And that's not the storyline anymore. Like, I think that that's what people hoped for, but I don't think it's what anyone was expecting this year necessarily. It's like, yeah, would this be great? Do we think maybe there's the pieces there for it? Possibly. But if we could even take one step towards anything we do mattering, frankly, that probably would have been a positive, but instead you have things that you're looking at where you say, yeah, you know, we got a big win that we can kind of hang our hats on for this year and say, you know, this is the fundamental building block of what we're doing going forward. And there was so many great things to take out of that game. There's so many great things to take out of another really close one was West Virginia. Like there's just so many more positives this year than you've seen for a hot second. Well, and, and like we talked about over on, on the rock chalk podcast, you know, this does. This wasn't like a you jumped up and you beat a team and then you, which was sandwiched in between gigantic losses. Like the last time Kansas beat Texas, they got blown out against Kansas State the week before. Like that game was, I think it was a four touchdown game. Like before Kansas went on and scored a flurry of points at the end, and then they got blown out the week after. This time, you know, you had a a, a close, like a a much closer than expected game against Oklahoma earlier in the season, the win against Texas, and then two close games to follow it up to show that there is actually real progress. You know, but to your point, Jamie, like the biggest thing to come out of this season is the fact that we have by at the end of the season, we're talking about Kansas because it's actually an interesting story to talk about, not because we're force feeding it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I look, it's a difference between having a crazy fluky win and looking at the, the trajectory of the season and saying, there's legitimate progress here from week one. Even though they won week one, there's there's progress with this team from week one to the end of the season. Um, this feels like a competently coached football team, which is not something I think we could easily say on a regular basis the last decade. So I think this was the right hire. Um, it's still, it's just year one. We've got lots to see what happens here, but it does feel like at least after year one, Things are moving in the right direction. I doesn't mean I think they're going to a bowl game next year or probably not even year three for Leipold, but it feels like things are moving in the right direction for Kansas. On the flip side of that one, West Virginia gets their bowl, the, the sixth win they need for bowl eligibility. I think that's huge for West Virginia. I think that's huge for Neil Brown. Uh, I know that uh, Daigie has said he's coming back for another season. <sighs> I know we have a lot of off season, but I mean, you can guess how I feel about, about that. Um, like I don't, Oh, another year. And maybe this is the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I say our, our friends over at the raspy voice kids, um, had some very poignant thoughts about hearing that Diggy was coming back next year. Yeah. Um, that kind of, I think match up with the rest of us. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I am definitely looking forward to hearing their review of the, of, of this game because, they promised me that they weren't going to be super upset with a close win that, you know, was closer than they probably thought it should be. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they follow through and are super happy about this win and, and the bowl eligibility and that there's not a lot of complaints about how it actually happened. Again, going to a bowl game, I think it's big for the program. I think it's good to, to consistently reach that point. Uh, consistently and consistent is West Virginia. We'll see how they do in bowl games. They're not always the best team in bowl games, but they're going to go to one. And I think that matters a lot for them. Okay. Uh, real quick, oh, guys, the holidays, the holidays are here. And, and that also means the time to buy your presents for people that you have presents to buy for. This episode comes out on Monday at 6 a.m. Central Time, God's Time. You have until the end of today to save 20% on everything at Homefield Apparel. Everything. You don't need a promo code. 20%. This is their Black Friday promotion has been running since last friday it's running through the end of the day today monday 20 percent off all items the most comfortable t-shirts sweaters and hoodies that includes the stickers that includes everything else that they have on the site 20 percent off okay and they've got a lot of sweaters and hoodies that are getting back in stock now is the time that you want to buy those it's cold and those things are incredible Okay, incredibly comfortable. I saw a bunch of OSU stuff, a bunch of OSU home field apparel stuff when I was in Stillwater for the game this past Saturday. You could tell everybody's like, I mean, I, I, it was pretty comfortable. And that's before the game. They were feeling really good. 
don't know, maybe it was they were excited about the game. Maybe they just felt really comfortable with that t-shirt and sweater and hoodie that they were rocking. At 20% off ends at the end of the day. So if you don't get your order in, it's okay. You can still save 15% off your first order with the promo code NETWORK12. N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2 at Homefield Apparel. On anything on the site. First order, okay? So... Just go do your stuff today. Get your shopping today. That also means by doing it today, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be under the tree on Christmas morning for those people you bought it for. Buy it quick. Stuff is not have a quick turnaround right now, folks. I, I keep hammering this, and I don't mean that to be all salesy. I mean that, like, uh, order your things or or be mad. And be like, well, why can't they get me my... It's your own fault. You've been warned over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, homefieldapparel.com, most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find. Get it for yourself, get it for family members, get it for friends, put it under the tree on Christmas morning, and everyone on your Christmas shopping list will be having a Merry Christmas. One other thing before we get off the home field ad, they are doing a super cyber showdown throwdown right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you get this, if you get your order in before the end of Cyber Monday, it will account for that. They did say that whichever school wins and it's weighted by like school enrollment or something to that effect. Um, we'll get limited edition joggers in the beginning of the year. So all those Iowa State fans that I've been hearing that want to get, you know, those Cyclone joggers, um, get your orders in for Cyber Monday because you'll save 20% and have an opportunity to actually get those joggers early next year. So and if it's not the Cyclones, boy, kind of go, kind of hoping for the green wave. I know they were up there. True, for a true. While. Last time I saw leaders, Last I saw they, they were leading. So. And I'm going to be honest, uh, green wave joggers? Yes, please. Let's um I want I'll the green wave to be on the butt. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. Jamie, um, that if you want to know if Homefield Apparel pays attention to things that are going on in the world, I would just like to point out that they um they started uh, promoting to USC fans at about three thirty on uh, on Sunday afternoon. Case you might, you might I want. I wonder what happened then. <laughs> I don't know why USC fans would be on social media. Yeah. Uh, or and at about two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, when started promoting Florida, when they got announced to having a new, a new head coach. So just, just a thought in case they're so good, they're amazing. This is Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate pit, joined by my brother. Jeremy J and Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We do the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. If you love West Virginia University, you will love our podcast. If you don't care about West Virginia University, you will love our pop culture segment. It begins every single episode. You can join in the fun anytime, any place. Get at your boys. All right. Um, let's talk about the game. The game on Saturday. The game on Saturday that actually officially fits the name that it is attributed. It was freaking bedlam on Saturday night in Stillwater. Yes, I was there with my pregnant wife. So let me give you a couple of, before we get into the game, a couple of things. One, shouts to uh, Mrs. 1012 for not only putting up with me, um, coming along with me this weekend. Um, this was my Christmas present because we, like, it was not cheap. Um, it's not a cheap trip. I don't care. I can't, I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. Uh had lunch at Joe's. It was incredible. Love Joe's cheese fries. Um, I brought more Joe's cups home. Then we don't need them. My I, my uh, cup collection at the house still looks a little bit um, college bachelor. But I don't care. Uh, Shouts to my wife for actually climbing down pregnant onto the field with me when the game was over because I had said like if if OSU wins they're gonna they're gonna rush the field. And I have never been on the field before, so I would I would very much like uh, to do that if that's an option. By golly, my pregnant wife, it is not a short trip from the, the top of the stands like to the field. It is a drop. So props to her for going down there with me, taking pictures. Uh, everybody was really nice once we got down there. We're trying to get out of the way because they're like, look at the pregnant, get the pregnant lady out of here. Like, thank you to all the inebriated college students who were like, Get clear, let the pregnant lady go. Like, props to all of you. <laughs> um, I had seats in like an OU fan section. There were OSU fans around, but there was a large contingent of OU fans. There was one, um, turd sitting next to us, 
Um, here's what I want to say. Props to the OU fans who are sitting around us because not only were they actually really nice, um, one of them actually turned to the OU fan who was being a flat-out a-hole and was, quit doing so. Like, that was what he told them was in, in uh, uh, more colorful language, but, like, quit being an a-hole. And I was almost like, you know what, man? You're a scholar. Uh, props to you, sir. You were probably so, thinking, I'm going to feel just a little bad for you guys when no, Oklahoma State wins, no, right? No. No, pl- there were plenty of, of... For like of, half a second. No, no, no. For those fans specifically, no one no, else. No, they, they, it, dude, <laughs> they've got enough wins. I don't feel bad for them for losing the game. Like, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to fanboy for a second. What an incredible king night. To go to my first Bedlam game. Yes, this is my first one. I'm not actually going. I've never wanted to. Oh, actually, actually uh, funny story. The last time I was supposed to go to a Bedlam game, funny enough, 2014. But my girlfriend at the time and I were on the outs, uh, so I did not go. I went home for Thanksgiving to hang out with family instead of being in Norman to go to that game. Very disappointing. Anyways, uh, so buy tickets for this one. For this to be this game, folks, I, 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 uh, I cried a little bit. I was a little teary-eyed. My wife shot me and looked like, you're an idiot, but I don't care. Um, I got very emotional and teary-eyed. It was a wild and crazy game. It was an incredible ending, obviously, because my team won. We will break down refs and things like that. I just, like, as a a longtime Oklahoma State fan, to be there at this game, to have this outcome, the way the game was going, OSU doesn't win games like that against Oklahoma. OSU does not win games like that. When OU has things going their way, OSU doesn't overcome those things. It never happens. For OSU to overcome all the stuff, all the craziness, the bedlam that happened, to get that win, to be down on the field, was just one of the most like incredible nights ever for me. Like I'm not saying it's like higher than my wedding or my children being not, not but it's top that, ten. <laughs> not. Not I'm not gonna rank. I'm not ranking my moments in life. My wife doesn't listen to this. I'm safe. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it was just. I'm trying not to curse. Uh, she got mad at me when I dropped an f bomb because there was a child sitting not far away. Um, oh, I was just. It was just. I, I was just so emotional and it was so awesome and it was incredible and you could feel it. It was loud loud and crazy and god what a night that was what a night that was what a whole day and a weekend i'm on a high it's 8 47 on sunday night i am still riding a high i'll be riding this high until next saturday and the big tool title game kicks off at least till friday i'll be riding this high the rest of the week there is there is there is nothing short of like things i'm not going to say out loud because that's that's disgusting and gross horrible things um but it's going to be really hard to bring me down from this high this week. Like it really is completely understandable. I love that for you. No, cause it went a little peek behind the scenes when I got that text from you, when we got that text from you, this is going to be pain, but you just felt the pain of being a Cowboys fan and neither Andy or I responded because neither of us wanted to jinx anything. Yeah, I literally exactly. couldn't text back until after the game was over. And then I was like, you know, <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like that meme. Call an ambulance, but not for me. That's what it was. <laughs> I almost sent that back, but I was too lazy. No. So so uh, my wife decided to like rearrange stuff to put up Christmas decorations. And she made the mistake of not taking the TV off the wall above the fireplace before she brought the other TV down because that one, you know, it can sit on a desk, whereas this one has to hang on the wall. Uh, so I have two TVs in my living room, which allowed me to watch two different games. And I was so glad for that because I did not want to turn away from the KU game to be able to watch this game. But I had to have this game on the TV. So I was able to watch this one in its entirety and like just take that in, knowing full well that, Philip, you were there and enjoying well and hating every single minute of everything that was happening there. So, uh, yeah, it, it, just, was, it was I, phenomenal. I I standing there like they get the stop late in the fourth quarter, right? 
and they're and it's fourth down stop. OSU's got the ball, and there's like a minute something left, and I'm like, it's ball game. And then I realize OU has all three timeouts left, and I just go, fuck. <laughs> and I just sat down. Like I sat down and was just like, no. First down, few yards timeout. Second down, few yards timeout. Third down, few yards timeout. You didn't get the first down. You have to kick the ball back with like 54 seconds left. And I'm just like, this is this is going to be like predator level heart and spine ripped straight out of my body. Like I'm going to literally feel my spirit lift out of my out of my body and stand over me. And it might come back in or it might just leave. Who knows? And they get the they almost get the interception. I'm like, ah oh, shit, it's 2013 all over again. And then the big Caleb Williams run. <coughs> and I'm like, ah. Uh. And then and then four downs. And everyone, I'm like, uh, is this it? Nope. Is it it? Nope. And I get to the fourth, the third down, and I'm like, oh, now I see what's going to happen. It's going to be a fourth down play for a touchdown with no time remaining, and OSU's going to lose this game. Like, that is the mindset I have because I'm so just, like, emotionally, like, tired by the end of this game that I'm so sure it's going to happen. They get the sack, and I, I, like, I just, I just, I, I cried. I did. I don't care. I was a grown man crying, and I don't feel bad about it. I will, I will not apologize. Um, Nor should you. I, I do not care. I, I, I will cry. I cried when my kids were born. Why the hell not? Not like ugly cry. I'm not an ugly crier, but I, I cry I like a, every other like, basketball game. But I'm a generally emotional wreck. So, uh, just a I, couple. I I don't, I, it's not usually clear. There's only been like two games that I've very, very obviously cried on air. And I'll save my sports emotional experiences for the, uh, for the Patreon. So, no. uh, <laughs> so let's talk about this game. Uh, first things first, props to Lincoln Riley. The game plan they came out with in the first half was perfect. Load the big guys up on one side, Hill and Stogner and, um, uh, I got to think of the other, the other big guy, uh, Hall, Willis, and Stogner, right? The three guys who led vote you in receiving. The big tight ends, the H-backs, load them up on one side because OSU is going to bring the is going to blitz King, which Jim Knowles loves. Jim Knowles loves to do, and OSU's DBs are smaller, and OU it worked perfectly. It was it was perfect game plan for Oklahoma. I mean, incredible, and that's why you had a tied game. That and of course, uh. Roughing the kicker after a fourth down or fourth down stop and an interception that gave OU a short field, like everything just felt like it really was going OU's way, and they had a perfect game plan like they always do. Breaks were going their way, and in a game that felt like it should have been like thirty-one seventeen at the half, it was twenty-four all. Uh, come out in the third quarter, <coughs> and everything, and just like what what else can go wrong? Let's have a missed. I'm gonna skip to the ref stuff right now. You get a safety, which thank God that wasn't a touchdown. Then you get a special teams gaffe. And so now OSU, you've gifted, you've gifted Oklahoma nine points. And it's 33-24. But what you don't realize till the fourth quarter is the brilliance of Jim Knowles. Jim Knowles has learned his lesson. Jim Knowles says, all right, we're not done blitzing. Blitz King is gone. I'm going to drop eight and rush three. And that's what I'm going to do the rest of the game. And I'm going to make Caleb Williams try and figure it out. And outside of that big run late and uh, and some nice plays, the Oklahoma State defense pitched a second-half shutout. The nine points for Oklahoma in the second half were, again, a safety and a bot special teams play. The Oklahoma State defense pitched a shutout in the second half. At Lincoln Riley had a perfect game plan in the first half. Jim Knowles outcoached him in the second. It was... A crazy game. It was an incredible game. Uh, it was an ugly game with just mistakes by both teams. <coughs> Weird bedlam stuff, but it was it was great. Uh, it was it was just a crazy, wild down to the final second game. Yeah, that was a game where you could feel the enormity of the situation for both of these teams. Like you could you could see the impact it was having, you could feel it just watching it on television even. Um 
And I mean, I, I think that's really what it came down to was in, the, especially in the second half, like that safety happened. And, and like you said, we'll talk about all the roughing stuff later. Uh, the safety happened and then the touchdown happened. And I'm like, Oh crap, this is where it gets out of hand. This is where we, you know, really kind of figure out what's going, what's going to happen. And then, Oh, you never took off at that point. Like I fully expected, especially with the missed field goal that happened right after that touchdown, I was like, uh Oh, this is where the wheels come off for the Oklahoma state offense and the defense, you know, you know, kind of loses heart a little bit. Oh, you know, Oklahoma, you know, finds their confidence. And unfortunately, you know, this is just what happens. Um, I was so glad to be wrong on that because, you know, at the very least we got a super entertaining game after that. You know what I mean? We even forget that like missed a field goal, then Oklahoma fumbles and then Oklahoma state throws a pick. Like it, it went from super phenomenal offense in the first half to really, really good defensive play um, or really bad offensive play, depending on how you want to frame it um, in the, in the second half. And, and like, that's really what it came down to that. It was back and forth. Both teams were adjusting, um, and we got, I think, probably one of the better games of the entire year to this point. And there's been a lot of really good ones. But this was, you know, with with all the stakes that were there, with just how back and forth this one was, like, it, you never actually knew what was going to happen until the game was over. And, and I think that's one of the marks of a good football game is that the the ending is in doubt, you know, except for the people that are super, they're very superstitious. The ending is in doubt pretty much the entire time. That was nuts. I don't have a lot of uh, good analysis for you, but it was enjoyable. And that was about as crazy of an ending as you could possibly. Like every time you thought, wow, that's going to be the defining play of the game. It got one up. It was just like nonstop craziness. It was it's a, it's one of those kind of Hollywood games. You just get like big moment after big moment. Let me read the drive chart for the second half for you guys, because this is the insanity. Punt, safety, touchdown, missed field goal, fumble, interception, punt, touchdown, punt, fumble, touchdown, punt, punt, downs, punt, downs. End of game. That's a mess. That is, that is it's a mess. All right. Um, The refs. Like, I tweeted about the refs. I don't care. I was emotional and being a fanboy and all up in my feels because the refs sucked Saturday. Shouts to Just OK Sports on Twitter for, for having a nice discussion on me for when Twitter would actually work in the stadium because it was shoddy at fest. Um, they sucked. Plenty. And you would you would think they could get a better set for this particular game on this particular Saturday, but they they were not great. Um, 18 total penalties. The, the way you know, well, the way you know that the big, that, that the refs were absolutely horrible is that both teams complained horribly about the refs and both teams were right yes now to the OU fans bitching about the non-PI call at the end of the game yeah there's PI um I talked about this on uh, uh through the keyhole Keaton or uh, Keegan's podcast that I was able to go on to um last week before the game if the refs were going to allow Oklahoma State's defense to play physical which is what they do the no issue defense would have success if they were going to call every ticky-tack thing OSU defense would be in trouble because they're a very, they play physical. Um, we can have a discussion later about how you feel about the fact that oftentimes refs are not going to throw the flag in late game situations like that. They don't do it in basketball and they don't do it in football. They're going to let the teams play. And I, I have very mixed feelings about that, to be honest. Um, and we can have that discussion at a later date. But for OU fans complaining that the refs cost them the game. OU got befuddled in the third and fourth quarter because I'm telling you, once OSU started to kind of get things turned around, especially midway through the, late in the third and into the fourth, that stadium was deafening how loud it was. It was a packed stadium, and it did not thin out until after the game was over. The, the moment it thinned out was some of the OU fans started to shuffle out after like their drive before their final drive. They were like, we're done, it's over, we're going to leave now. OSU fans did not move, did not leave, did not leave early. It was packed. It was loud. But guys, we can we can play the, the rest cost us the game. I need to remind you oh, how many times OU was offsides that it didn't get called. Like they were trying to catch the Cade and, and got offsides awesome. In fact, the safety that Oklahoma got was after an offside that the refs didn't call. 
call yeah, that one. Like, and guess what? It's down to safety. Like we can play the refs sucked and cost the game. Oh, you fans, just take the loss. You 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 never have to. Just not shut only up that, Philip. The the player that jumped off sides was the one that forced the fumble. Yes, on that one. correct. So like, if he doesn't jump off sides and like he probably doesn't actually get to him to cause the fumble there to cause the safety. Like the the rest were bad, you know, and like the the main thing I think that a lot of OU fans will also point to was that unnecessary roughness flag that got waved off. But I I tweeted kind of as it was going. I was like that probably is a foul, like if you're looking at it because we can hear the whistle clearly from the broadcast audio. But, you know, I actually tweeted like big assist there to the the OSU crowd because I can guarantee the only reason that they pulled that flag was because the argument that it was so loud that the players couldn't actually hear the whistle. And it sounds like that was the explanation that was given after the fact was that they really, you know, they, they got together, they talked about it. They basically said, hey, you know, I was blowing the whistle over here and the other ref on the other side of the field said I couldn't hear it. Like that's the way that it was explained to me. And so if that's the case and you can make an argument that, hey, these guys probably didn't actually hear the whistle, we tell players and players are coached to play to the whistle. If you can't hear it, then you don't know if they're going to, you know, we saw what happened earlier with Caleb Williams with the forward fum or the, I'm sorry, the forward handoff that Oklahoma was a benefit of earlier this year. So like Oklahoma State saw that, you know, against Kansas and we're not going to allow something similar happen. So you play until the guy's either down on the ground or until you can hear the whistle. And so that is one of those things where it's just unfortunate if you're an OU fan and you think that you should have gotten that call. But that one is a judgment call. Offsides is not. That is a you have a you have two guys that are looking down the line to see, do we have a false start? Do we have an offsides? The fact that they miss that so often is a huge issue for those Big 12 refs. And I, I don't know how it keeps happening. Like you would think. Like there's a reason the Big Twelve refs are the meme because it is always this bad. I don't know what the conference office is doing in terms of training officials or what what it is they're doing, but something has to change because we talk about this all the time because it happens all the time. If we're gonna play my personal files, we can talk about the OU player who literally took his foot and kept basically kicked Spencer Sanders in the crotch when he was already down. Like we can play this game all night long if you want to go back and forth. So, OU fans, I get it. You're not used to losing this game, and it sucks. And it's all a whole lot worse now because the thing we're going to talk about in a minute. Like, I get it. It's been a rough 24 hours for OU fans. But take the L. Like, the number of games you have won by being the beneficiary of so many calls and breaks that go your way. Guess what? They didn't this game. Get over it. Like, you you, you can't. This is why people. This is when people get mad. You, you want to know who likes to beat people up and get mad when they get punched in the face? Bullies. Petulant, small-minded bullies. Don't be that way. You're not that way. I actually have more respect for the OU fan base than that. Like, there's really good OU fans. I get you're mad. But, like, take it. Deal with it. You got other bigger bigger things to worry about now than a ref not calling a PI call that you think they should have in the end zone. So, huge game. Um, I I ranked oh Mike Gundy's wins like every single one of them back like four or five years ago. Um, if I had to rank this Bedlam win because all Bedlam wins get ranked high, I I, I can't decide if I rank it over the 2011 win that gave Big 12, OSU the Big Twelve title in 2011. Um, but I might, I might, I, this might be the biggest win for Gundy. Period. Um because of the stakes, because of narrative, because of so many things going on, because Oklahoma still had so much to play for. It was a one-loss team. Beat Oklahoma State twice. There's a real shot they're getting into the playoff. Like It's not like they were out of it. I, this might be Mike Gundy's biggest win um, with everything around it. OU leaving, what happened, you know, it just, this might be. It, there is an argument and a case to be made for it. Speaking of arguments and case to be made for um, I didn't want to jump on the train. I'm going to do it now. Um, Jim Knowles should win the, the Broyles Award. He'll probably go to like Georgia defensive coordinator or whatever. It should go to Jim Knowles. Nobody has done more as an assistant coach for his team than Jim Knowles has done for Oklahoma State. Jim Knowles should win the Broyles Award this year. I'm, I'm, 
I don't care if it sounds biased. I don't want to hear it like he should. End of story. I agree. Like, I honestly, if you hadn't said it, I was getting there pretty quickly based off the conversation we had. But yeah, no, I mean, it, he has been probably the biggest impact. Like, you know, if, if we're talking about assistants that have had the biggest impact, the only other one or one of the other ones that would be up there would be offensive coordinator for Baylor. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where those those two from the Big 12 have been absolutely phenomenal for their teams and have really changed the narrative for those teams and given them the opportunity to, to get to the Big 12 championship game. So, Agree. Um, speaking of making a big impact, you want to know how to make a big impact at a tailgate? Whether it's for football or basketball? Do it with gridiron metal. Because no tailgate is complete without a grill and no grill is complete without gridiron metal works. Find collegiate branded grill grates and griddles for every grill with every Big 12 team available, including incoming teams. And don't worry if you don't see your grill among those listed. You can enter your dimensions. You will get a grill gate or grill griddle custom cut for you because everything is custom cut. So it's not hard for them to do so. They want to. If you don't see your grill listed and maybe you're having trouble with the getting the dimension, the, the, the system they have on the website, gridironmetal.com, shoot them an email. Hit them up on Twitter in the DMs. They want to make it for you. They want you to get something that perfectly fits your grill and will perfectly grill whatever it is you love to throw on. Okay? Plus, Gridiron offers a variety of amazing home decor items like flower pots, stainless steel bookends, coasters, and can coolers. All in actual school colors, not just the, eh, it's, it's a green. You know, it's a green. It's an orange. Guys, this stuff is custom cut. It's high quality. It's made in the USA. It's incredible stuff. It's the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. Keep saying this about Christmas, guys. Get stuff early. Don't wait till the last minute. Use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, right now, and get 15% off your first order. 1012, T-E-N-1-2, 15% off your first order. Free shipping. Doesn't matter how much you spend. You can buy one flower pot. You can buy griddles and grills for the whole family. Free shipping. So go to gridironmetal.com, G-R-I-D-I-R-O-N-M-E-T-A-L.com. Use that promo code 1012, 50% off your first order. You're going to be happy. The people on your Christmas wish list or shopping list are going to be happy. This stuff is incredible. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so we have a Big 12 title game to look at. Don't know bowl landing spots yet because we don't know. Oklahoma State wins on Saturday against Baylor. They could be going to the playoff. I don't think it's, just, I don't think it's a done deal yet. You've got a lot of things going on, <coughs> like six different teams kind of in contention. You got a whole bunch of title games that are going to go on this weekend. Um, Oklahoma State and Baylor, OSU beat Baylor last time, 24-14. We don't know if Baylor's going to have Jerry Bohannon starting quarterback, but this is a rank, this is a matchup of two top 10 teams. Big 12 coach of the year, a guy who could win Big 12 coach of the year, two guys who are arguably Broyles award should be at least finalists for the jobs that they have done at their schools. I think, and it's also the two teams picked in the preseason, number three, and number eight. So just like we all drew it up yeah, back in July when we were making our picks. Um, I am super excited for this game. Yes, as an OSU fan, but also as a Big 12 fan, as someone who's going to continue to cover this conference once two of the teams leave, seeing two of the teams that will not be going anywhere match up in this game while Oklahoma and Texas are still in the conference is a damn good thing for the Big 12. It's a damn good thing for the Big 12, and it's incredible, and I am super pumped for Saturday. What do you guys think about this matchup? I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I mean, Oklahoma State and uh, Baylor played a close game last time, so it should be an interesting one in this one. I I'm expecting a very, very good game because both of these teams have gotten better since the last time they played, so um, it's going to be very entertaining. I think this is probably the best matchup that we could ask for, you know, Throughout the entire year, Oklahoma, you know, 
if everything that's gone right for them, they've had some pretty glaring weaknesses as well, which both Baylor and Oklahoma State have really kind of exposed. So the fact that we are getting these two teams matching up, I'm expecting it to be another back and forth game. Um, I, I mean, I have thoughts about who I think is going to win, but it's also one of those like this game is going to be close enough that I, I don't feel super strongly one way or another. So I'm excited to see this this game. I'm definitely going to be watching it. It's just a matter of, um, you know, how how good of a game is it going to be? Like when we come back and talk about this next week, is it going to be another one similar to Bedlam? I don't know how you follow Bedlam up. You know, like I don't I don't know if the game can be as good as that Bedlam game was, but it definitely has the opportunity to be because these are easily, I think, the two best teams in the conference this year. Yeah, and I mean, it's I like it because it's different and it doesn't feel fluky. It's not like, well, because of this tiebreaker and, and that rule that's five down the line. It's oh, it's this team that I don't know if they really belong. There. Like they obviously belong there. It, I think exactly like you said, Andy, I think we have the two best teams in the conference. I think it's going to be a good matchup. It's a game that we didn't just get a week or two ago, which early in this season, it kind of looked like we might be having a very, very late season rematch. Um, we're avoiding that. So it's. I think that it has all the makings of an extremely exciting championship game just because of those factors where you get something different, you have good teams, you have teams that are clearly able to make adjustments. You know, I don't think it's going to be one that's going to be done in the first half. You're going to see really distinctive halves of football. And, and I think that it's just got, um, I mean, a lot at stake too for both of those teams. Yeah. Um, a ton at stake. Look, here's what I'm going to say. Um, and allow me, I know this seems really biased because I'm going to have, I'm an OSU fan. I've been very vocal. It's obvious. But I'm going to say this. If you are Bob Bowlesby, you want OSU to win. Because here's the thing about going to sell the Big 12 and the perception of the Big 12. If you can get a team into the playoff not named Oklahoma, while Oklahoma and Texas are still in the conference, that is good for the Big 12. You want, just like you want Cincinnati to beat Houston on Saturday and Cincinnati to get in the playoff. Because... The best thing that could happen for Bob Holsby right now is a current Big 12 member and a future Big 12 member winning their conferences and going to the playoff. That is good for the Big 12. I'm not telling you, like Baylor fans, root for Baylor. Fans of every other team, root for whoever you want. Don't care if you don't want. I'm telling you from a conference standpoint, Oklahoma State winning and winning, close or resounding, I don't think it matters too much, but winning... Finishing as a one-loss conference champ, Power 5 conference champ, having a real shot at the playoff. It doesn't matter if OSU or Cincinnati get curb-stomped in the playoff. Stuff happens all the time. Everybody does. Like, it's just that's just the way it goes. It doesn't matter. Getting two teams in that will be in this Big 12 conference once Oklahoma and Texas leave is good for the Big 12. Again, I'm not telling anybody who to root for or how to feel. That's just the reality. Perception matters. Getting a team in while Oklahoma and Texas are still here is good for the Big 12. And if Baylor had one loss, this would be perfect. If Baylor hadn't choked that game away to TCU, the Big 12 would be in a win-win situation having two options to play here. I don't think two loss Baylor is getting in. I don't. I, 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 there's too many other things in front of them. There's too many other thing, factors going on. Yes, they'd have a nice win, and they might finish sixth, but like I, two loss Alabama is going to get in over two loss Baylor, folks. So let's just, let's just understand that. So for the Big 12... It would be good for the Big 12 and Bob Bowles if Oklahoma State won. I don't know if they're going to win. I I, I haven't. <coughs> I don't feel strongly one way or the other right now. I really don't. Um, so we'll see what happens on Saturday. We'll talk about that more on Thursday, of course. A um, couple things I want to do here just before we wrap up, guys. Um, first of all, shouts to the Big 12 volleyball teams. Uh, the bracket was officially announced Sunday night. Uh, and the Big 12 got quite a few participants in. Texas, the number two overall seed. Congratulations to the team that's already been the best volleyball squad in the Big 12 for a while now. Um, joining them, Kansas State got in. They'll open up against Florida State. Uh, West Virginia also got in. They'll open up against Illinois. Uh, let's see. Kansas got in. Andy, congrats. They will open up against uh, Oregon. Woohoo! BYU is the, I know, future for 12, but doesn't matter. BYU got in. Uh, they are the 11 seed overall, number 11 seed. I see Texas Tech got in. They will be facing Florida Gulf Coast 
in their opener. Uh, it would have a second round matchup between number four overall seed Wisconsin if they were to win. Iowa State, Jamie, they got in. Congrats. They, uh, they will face off against Stanford in the first round. Trying to look through this. I don't see Cincinnati. I don't think Houston. I don't see Oklahoma. Oh, UCF got in. They will face per, uh, Pepperdine in the first round. So congrats to UCF. Uh, I think that's everybody. I think that sounds up. So congrats to all of those teams who have made it into the uh, the volleyball national uh, or, or NCAA tournament for 2021. Congrats to all of those teams. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love to see it. I wish we could spend more time on more of the other sports. I would really try. It's just hard to do. Real quick, one other sponsor here on the podcast, that is Symbol, our partners, the stock market for sports. That allows you profit off your sports knowledge. Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every team your time your teams win, you earn cash. Thank you, Baylor, on Saturday. Uh, no thanks to Kansas State and Kansas. Not, not great. Uh, Symbol is offering a special deal to the 1012 Network and to this podcast, the 1012 Podcast. Here's how this works. Visit Symbol.com, S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com. Create a free account, and when you make your first deposit, use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, for a money-back guarantee. So, what that means is that you can deposit up to $500, and if you change your mind, if you lose money, you decide it's not for you, in the first 90 days, let Simple know, and they will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked, every single penny, up to $500. It's a great risk-free way to give Symbol a try. If you've been on the fence, thinking about it, maybe, maybe not, this is the perfect way to do so. So go to Symbol.com, S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com, promo code NETWORK12, money-back guarantee up to $500 in the first 90 days for your deposit, okay? I know football season's wrapping up here. NFL season, you can still invest in. You can buy some college football teams for next year. Just kind of let those sit for a little while if you want. NBA, NHL going strong. So go check it out. Again, sign up for free. Poke around. Take a look if you haven't yet. I would suggest doing so. I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, we have our pick three, which will be racking up or wrapping up. We'll uh, we'll have picks. I think I can do bowl games. We're going to see. Uh, I don't think we're going to. We will do the Big 12 title game. I'm going to find out if we can do three bowl games or not. We'll see about that. So, symbol.com. Go check it out. Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball or basketball, baseball and softball, or any other Jayhawk competition, we have it. We have game previews and recaps, interviews with coaches and others close to the team, and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs. You can find us by searching for Rock Chalk Podcast on your favorite platform, so start listening today. Uh, Jamie, I need to give you a minute here real quick. Yeah, Jamie I don't, Steyer I don't Johnson. have, I you don't have, been, have, no, no, hold on. You have been on a, on a pedestal that I have agreed with a soapbox about the fact that we talked about this a lot last season, that there is not betting for women's basketball, not women's college basketball, women's basketball that includes WNBA women's college basketball. Well, guess what folks? That's not the case anymore. Anymore. Yes. You degenerates who will who will bet on ping pong and doubles tennis, but won't get lines for women's basketball. You sexist degenerates. No, I'm kidding. But Jamie, we have lines now. No, I'm actually ecstatic because I was watching daytime basketball, and when I watch daytime basketball, I have to have a betting app open because it just makes things more fun. You throw a buck on a game and see what happens. And I got back on my soapbox of why there's no NCAA lines because the WNBA did consistently have lines this past year, which was great, um, but none of the apps that I usually use did. So um, before I like went on too deep of a rabbit hole, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to look through every app humanly possible. And so I did a bunch of research and I found one and it's legit. It's real. And it's called Bovada with a B. And, um, so it's got women's, it's got women's NCAA games. Uh, the lines go up a little late. I'm, I'm not entirely sure like what their process is. But usually day of, you can find games. And so it's so early to bet early season just because you don't really know where anyone is. And especially when you're someone like me who watches a lot of Big 12 and you don't really know who's who. I haven't started doing a whole lot of it yet, um, but the app itself works great. I've reached out to them about potentially affiliating. So hopefully I should have some more news on that. But 
Um, either way, I'm going to kind of dive into that. I think that it's a huge untapped market. Um, it's pretty obvious to anyone who follows anything betting related that having betting available brings in a lot of people who otherwise would have absolutely zero interest. That's why you get a lot of really random, um, you know, small conference games that get some viewers on ESPN plus stuff like that, where you finally have the ability to watch these games. And so I'm just going to see what we can do to generate a little bit more interest, you know, get people, get the foot in the door, say, Hey, you know, come for the bet and stay for really good basketball. So that'll be, that'll be something that I'll have more of coming, but I'm really, really excited, really thankful to have a platform that's providing those and hopefully I'll be able to actually get in touch with someone there and, and get some more information, get some stuff rolling. So, so we'll be making sure to reserve some time for Jamie every Monday so she can talk about betting lines and betting for the games. Um, I don't know if you can follow people on Bavada or not. We'll, we'll get more information about that. Just make sure that you're following Jamie on Twitter at J Styes, J S T E Y Z. She will be tweeting about that stuff pretty regularly. Don't forget to follow Andy as well at Andy Mitts 12 M I T T S. Follow us at 1012 network. T-E-N, the number 12, the word network on Twitter, at 1012pod on Instagram. Uh, check out every show in the 1012 network. We have eight. Should there be more? That's all I can say right now. Uh, we should have an so announcement excited. coming this week and another one um, in January. So uh, we got more shows coming. That's all I'm going to say at this moment. So we got more shows. So 1012network.com, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network.com. Get you to every show on the network. Follow all of us. Leave us a rating and a review, please. It really does help the show, especially on iTunes. It is a huge thing. Or if you're a Good Pods app user, promote us. To help us out. Like we just we we appreciate anything and everything that you all can do to help us get the show out. We love doing the show. We appreciate everybody who reaches out to us. Tweeted at me this weekend. Um, it was awesome. Shouts to all of you. Uh, we will be back on Thursday to make picks as we always do with Chris and Daniel. I had another winning week. They did not. Wop, 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 wop. So I look forward to rubbing that in their face on Thursday, and we will do that then. Podcast Network.